And there we are. We are live, Nick. Welcome to the vault. You might have to peek your head in here, over here. Welcome to the vault, live. We are gonna try this for the first time. I see people are coming in already. And uh, since everybody's kind of locked up and kind of stuck indoors, I thought this might be a good idea because I haven't really had any guests. But uh, I actually have Nick, my son. He's here from Hatriot. He's, he's peeking in, kind of uh, helping me. We're going to bounce some stuff off of each other that uh, we want to talk about. And um, just, you know, just wanted to come in the vault, try to go live and see what's up. So... Let's talk about the State of the Union Address. Obviously, metal in the world, not just metal, but music in general, has been shut off everything, baseball, sports, whatever. So entertainment has been completely shut down uh, to this pandemic, which is unfortunate. And uh, it's kind of uh, taken the life out of some of us who make our living that way, you know, live concerts and obviously music is what, you know, everybody you know, this is what our release is, especially for us metalheads. So while we're in, just to let you guys know what I'm doing, uh, just kind of kicking back. Uh, we've actually, I spoke to Tom Hunting about an hour ago, and Tom uh, wanted me to say what's up. He knew I told him I was going live. Tell everybody he's doing really good and that he is up at Lake Almanor. He lives up in the mountains with his wife, and they're just kind of waiting this out. And that uh, the band's discussion with each other, is um, which we've actually had a recent discussion that you know as soon as this subsides and they have allow us to actually interact with people again that we are going to be putting the songs you know obviously putting the songs together and getting it done we're going over of you know potential producers um, obviously in the past Andy Sneap has uh, uh, produced uh, the records him being recently as a player with Judas Priest, um, as kind of would would have probably put a damper on that. I don't know now because there's no live uh, music going on, so maybe that'll create it. But I don't know any of that. I really, on my end, I don't handle any of that. End. I'm just told Zetro, come in. Here's the lyrics, man. Go learn them. We're gonna do this or here, write this one, and that's kind of how it works there. So just to let you guys know, keep it on the keep it on the real that we are definitely um, gonna be working on stuff. I mean, obviously we know it's been a while and uh, Gary's back full time now and totally into it. And for everybody that was with us on uh, the Bass Strikes Back tour, um, it was just kind of so cool on so many levels because we had our friends with us, number one, which having Death Angel and Testament with us. And obviously and everybody knows my history with Testament legacy. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of cool to be out with those guys again after so many years. And then we've done so much with Death Angel over the last few years. It was good for all three of us to go out to Europe and the crowds out there. And if you guys are watching any of you from Europe or, or England and anywhere we were, uh, it was absolutely amazing to walk out for you guys every single night and, and see your faces and, and uh, uh, rage. After 35 years of doing this, to see plus crowds and not minus crowds is absolutely amazing. Um, and you guys were raging hard. And I can see that some of you brought your families uh, and brought your kids who are now getting older and able to do that, play in bands and, and, and get in the pit on their own, which is great because that, that makes that all that much better. 
And um, I'm sure with the success of the Bay Strikes Back tour was going to lead to us going and doing this in other parts of the world, uh, meaning possibly the United States. But again, shut off now because we don't know how long it's going to be shut down for. So there's nothing in the books. There's nothing in line. We don't know what we're going to be doing live next. I don't think anybody really does. We're just going to have to play this out and uh, see... Um, What's going to happen next? I know that I have Nick from uh, Hatriot here, my son, that you guys know. And um, I know that you guys had stuff lined up this, this summer, right? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, we had a full uh, full tour lined up this summer. Um, we're going to go over to the Netherlands, over to Belgium and um, to Holland. We're going to be doing uh, Into the Grave Fest with uh, Devin Townsend, Alestorm. Yeah, but that got killed, right? That got, well, it says postponed, so, you know. Postponed till 2021? Till t- yeah, that's what I mean, I mean, who knows, I hope, right? I hope they'll uh, allow you know, us to I mean, come back st- next year. It's still fresh. but there's how- probably going to be a new Hatred album. Uh, between then and now, so and also Alcatraz Fest with uh, Behemoth, Anthrax, Azalea Dying, again, Emperor, all postponed, dead, postponed. all dead. Oh all man, dead, and then we're so. gonna, we were going to do some uh, some club dates during the week. You know, try to hit up Germany. That's that what you do when you're over there. So, yeah. um, so unfortunately, so. all those that have been waiting for Hat Right, you're gonna have to wait just a little, just a little so, bit longer. So so yeah, I got him here and here anchoring uh, anchoring on me. So. Uh, Kind of helping me out a little bit in here today while we're doing this live stream. It's first time in Zetro's Toxic Vault that we're in. And, and just to let you guys know that I have tons of guests lined up. And many people want to come in the vault and tell their stories like we had in the past. And remember to subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Please share this link if you haven't. And leave me comments because we read comments. And on the vault, we actually do episodes, Walter and I, with... um. Uh, you know, uh, episodes where we just do comments, where we talk about, you know, your comments to us because it's very important, you know, and we want to know what you guys are thinking. It's a whole idea of doing this. Again, I don't get paid to do this. I'm doing this out of, you know, just wanting to do it and, and, and being able to touch with you guys. If you come on the road um, uh, and see me, you know that I'm very accessible and I'm um, always very approachable. And so, um, uh, you know, you guys, you know that. So, you know, I'm, I figured I could do something here where it's kind of, you know, it's real. It's real. I talk to you guys real. You know, there's really no bullshit here in the vault. So, and while I'm at it, I'm uh, drinking my uh, Death Wish coffee. Of course, the show is sponsored by Death Wish coffee. Jeff Aarons and all the people at Death Wish, great people. And they take care of Zetro's Toxic Vault. I know because we've had some contests. And we send out um, uh, coffee and stuff that they send to give to us. So we love these guys. So remember, this is the heavy metal coffee, people. Death Wish Coffee. Drink it and get zippy. It's better than crank. <laughs> well, at least it's legal. Anyway. So what do you got, Nick? We got, you got some a questions. Couple, we got some a couple questions. Of give me uh, one. We got one. Caleb F. wants to know, has Gary taken any inspiration from Slayer on writing this Nexus album? I haven't heard anything, uh, good question. I haven't heard anything solid enough to make that assumption yet. Um, the only thing I could give you is that when we were on tour on the Bay Strikes Back tour, when we were about to sound check, usually Tom and Gary are the first people on stage to grab their stuff and noodle around. And I heard 
bits and pieces of some of what I, I, I'm assuming are going to be songs. You know, I remember I was standing in the crowd and, you know, just before soundcheck, and even the other guys in Death Angel and Testament was like, come in, is that, is that new Exodus? Is that new Exodus? I'm like, I'm, and I'm looking at them going, I'm assuming it is. It's, it's some really heavy stuff that I'd never heard them play together before. So I'm assuming it is, but um, still too early to tell. I haven't heard any songs. So I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, tell that right now, but um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Slayer's always been my favorite thrash band, so even before Gary was in it. So to me, it's uh, uh, that that'd be cool. I, I guess, I guess it, it'll always be Exodus, you guys. It'll always be Exodus. Gary is Exodus. He knows how to write Exodus, and he knows how to be Exodus. So it doesn't have to you know it, it, he doesn't have to try or try to do something else it, it, what comes out comes naturally heavy because that's what he is i mean that's that's his makeup that's why he is who he is that's exactly why jeff picked him hand picked him to you know uh, take over when even jeff was still alive so it's you know there's a lot goes to that but it's going to be Sure, violent brutality like Exodus has always showed. I'm sure of it. All right. Got to put you on the spot here. We have a, a Mike Vanek ask, will we ever see an Exodus Hatriot tour? Wow, huh? Vanek, <laughs> huh? Right on, Vanek. Yeah, of course you're going to say something like that. Um, yeah, I'd love to see a, 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 a Exodus Hatriot tour. Um, um Hatriot needs to get a get a, get an agent first, and then we will definitely talk. see. My agency doesn't talk to bands that don't have an agent, so Mike, they're going to work on that. But we've already done some live shows. They played the chapel with us and Slim. So you know, every time that um, uh, we play in the Bay Area, I'm like, hey guys, uh, you know, the kids want to play. So I definitely push that. And they're good enough, you know. The band is is good enough, you know. They can handle it. My sons can handle their own, you know. I think. I think you guys are. Ah, you, guys, yeah. you guys, you guys can handle it. Yeah. There. You know what I mean. So, you know, it's good that you guys are coming in. So, um, you know, but you're working on new stuff now. Oh too, yeah, right? yeah. We're working on. Yeah, we're yeah. yeah there's not going to be another no. three years. Is no, there? no, 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 no. We were supposed to actually release this. We were supposed to record it two months ago, actually. But since it's Corona bull crap. Corona bullcrap. We've had to push it off. So the it's Corona probably going to be an virus. early. Uh, we have the album artwork. Paul Girardi finished it. We have. The, I saw it. It's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, sick. It's going to make a great it's shirt. sick. And that's everything. It's so, sick. see, you know, the, so again, Hatred yeah. is like, they're busy on doing stuff. You know, I'm, you know, this is another thing that I, that, um, I, I think is a good thing to touch on is with all of the musicians right now at home because of the pandemic. We're probably gonna get a shitload of killer records next year because the there's been thing. nothing left to, to do. Yeah, I mean, you know what All I mean. Everybody's been isolated. Itching. I mean, ones the ones that you thought might have been on tour this year are going. You know, screw it. I think we're just gonna um, go and uh, write a new record and and then tour on that. I know there's so many records that's um, that you know are ready to be released um, and. And they can't be because you know they haven't. They're they don't have them in stock. They all stopped them. And um, one that did. I mean, Titans of Creation got released. Yeah, they had, that's ballsy. I mean, well, Great. they had to do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I mean, thank God because nothing I new know. has come out and what new. Well, that's Havoc and Warbringer. Warbringer two. That's a great new yeah, record. That is Check a great it record. out. Check it out. Well, that's the out. thing is when I get yeah. to do 
go back in the studio and actually have people here without that's not my son. I'm actually talking about getting Chuck to come into the vault and him and I are going to go over the tracks on Titans of Creation. That I mean we talked about that when we were on tour on um, on the Bass Strikes Back tour in Europe and it was supposed to happen already. Same thing with Ted, Ted Aguilar. He was supposed to come in and we were going to tell some road stories because believe me some shit went down on that tour. I did tell uh the strip search story last week, that was fun. But we had the Poseidon adventure, and I haven't even got to tell that, and I want to tell that with one of the other guys. But I have a lot of other guests that I do have lined up, and I'm going to have them come in, and we're just going to keep, you know, we're going to keep, you know, keeping it up, doing what we do here in the vault. Still the same stupid movie reviews. I don't care if you guys don't like them. I like doing them. It makes me feel like I'm a fucking movie critic. So just leave me alone. You guys can build a set somewhere, do your own show, and then you can see how that works. But I like to go to the movies, and I like to talk about it. I know that it's not as interesting as the music stuff, you know, but hey, I got to figure out other shit to do while I'm sitting in here, you know, with all my toys that I have around and because that's my house this is you just decorated in horror and toys and stuff this is basically my house so what else we got so uh i thought it was a kind of a cool question because i was a part of this process but um he wants to know what was it like recording the new creature feature song that process that was fun um there's certain things in life that you get to do and they're you know your bucket list shit and when I was a kid, you know, obviously there wasn't 300 channels like you're exposed to now. If you're not my age, which is 56 years old, and you did not grow up in the 70s, then you wouldn't know that maybe in the middle of June, the only time to get a horror movie was once a week on a show called Creature Features. It was hosted by a guy named Bob Wilkins. And I mean, this was like religious staple for me being the horror guy I am, because again, there was only 13 channels. And the other channels, when they did run some type of, you know, um, off movie, would never be a horror movie. You had to wait till Halloween to catch them all. And that was, you had to stay home literally and watch one after the other. And you couldn't flip around and have multiple screens going on trying to watch them, even if you tried. So I loved Creature Features. It was a part of me, who I am, and the staple of that. And so I was, I inquired, I knew somebody who was a guest on the show. Actually, Stephen Taylor from Sacrilege, BC, and uh, who does his own films now. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and um, he uh, he says, "Yeah, you want to be a guest?" And I became a guest. And when I was talking to the host, Mister Vincent Vandal, I says, "How come you don't use the old one?" He goes, "Well, we were looking for somebody to renew it." And I says, "I'll do it." And he goes, "You serious?" I said, "Sure." So. I recruited you and Costa. Yeah. I made Costa play the guitar and the bass on it, and and I'm and I had Nick here do the drums on it, and um, we went into to Purnell Studio. Yeah, we went in with Juan. That was that was fun. To, to try was fun. I it, with it was, Juan Ortiaga, yeah. who does many yeah, yeah. many many famous metal and just rock records in the Bay Area. The guy, if you need a great record or demo, he's the guy to do it. He's done everything from Testament, Machine Head. Uh, Vicious Rumors, Night Ranger, he's done so much. Great guy. We went in there and we did, what, about an afternoon? Probably about three hours. Three hours, hours. In and out. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. And um, yeah. I get a smile on my face every week when I watch the intro. Because to me, I love all the monsters that was created in the new intro along with the song. So 
um, it was a lot of fun to answer that question. That was fun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was a great It's time. the cool shit in yeah, yeah, life yeah, yeah, yeah. that I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to do. You know, uh, you know, being able to being the singer for Exodus, you know, I get to do really some cool shit that, believe me, I don't take for granted. I'm very fortunate I'm in the position that I get to play with a lot of my heroes. I get to, you know, play cool concerts and tour the world. And I'm very fortunate. I do not take that for granted. And, and the creature feature thing was just so much fun for me. So every week when I hear the opening credits open up and it's our song, it's kind of cool. So yeah, every once in a while I'll tune in just to check out. Just the to hear the yeah. song. Well, I watch it every week and, because and, I'm and a to geek. watch Vincent's little. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, the monologues yeah, are the yeah, best. That's great. the whole shows. The monologues. So yeah, that's why. That's how much. That's what creature features means to me. And I mean, I don't know if Jeff's watching this right now because uh, and he, the producer of the show, actually the creature feature does watch the show from time to time and he gives me pointers on my show he's helped me on my jeff bodine actually you see him in my credits he's helped me on many things on my show and i probably wouldn't be able to do zacho's talking about if i didn't have his direction and his help so thanks to jeff bodine and all of my family at creature features that helped me out so what else we Speaking got about the cool shit you get to do have you ever been truly starstruck did anyone ever starstruck you or you were just damn I know you don't really get like that. No. You don't particularly get like that. Neither, I neither do don't. I. Because I was exposed at a young age. I but, exactly. Because you were around. And I worked yeah, for the A, so I've seen baseball players and football players. So it's, you know. I don't. I don't. Um, I can't think of anybody that I was like, oh, my God, that's him standing right there. I've never. And I've been around some pretty. I, I, I can't say I, I don't I don't think so I don't look at it that way I think that's what makes it very easy for me to go on stage and just not be afraid because again I'm not afraid to um, um, talk to crowds or whatever so I'm not afraid of other people who um, maybe have uh, you know celebrity in the world you know and I, I've always said you know and he is still alive if I could meet anybody i would love to have lunch with mel brooks and that's about the only one i don't think i would necessarily even be starstruck but uh, musician wise probably nobody other than maybe the guys in zeppelin maybe jimmy page or because that's what was my first like hard rock intro to hard rock when i was eight years old so probably them or you know even maybe more so than sabbath because i've i got to tour with sabbath in 92 and i've been around Aussie in certain in certain places and certain times, so I don't think that is much so, but not starstruck necessarily. Yeah, yeah. People want to know uh, what are some good horror movies to watch during this quarantine. You found any new ones that? Uh, I you know what I did see the Invisible Man before it did get before right. I actually watched it in England the last week before the tour, and I I liked I liked that a lot, and and I kind of. Horror movies are always hit and miss when I'm quarantined. I don't want to be strapped to one because once I start watching them, I I, 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 I keep watching them. Uh, I, I do like What We Do in the Shadows, which has just had their second season premiere. That is great. And also Rick and Morty, as you can see. <laughs> Pickle Rick. Rick and Morty had just started the second part of their fourth season. And... and, uh, and uh, uh, I watch that a lot. I'm a cartoon guy. I do watch a lot of the Adult Swim stuff at night. I'm a big South Park guy, and I love South Park. I can watch those over and over again 
the the, the irony in all of them, the metaphors, the sarcasm, oh, yeah. the the, the satire, the yeah. dialogue is just <laughs> everything is perfect in there. So I watch wrestling, and that's what we're gonna get into a little bit right now. Um, I do like wrestling. I have my whole life. I started watching wrestling in 1972, and uh, and uh, here, let's just back that up. Back that up. If we back it up, just make sure we don't lose the ball. Back that up. We started. I started watching wrestling in '72, and in the Bay Area, it was called Big Time Wrestling, and it was when uh, The Rock's father actually was here, Rocky Johnson and Pat Patterson and Peter Maivia, which is The Rock's grandfather, and uh, Haystack Calhoun and Man Mountain Mike and the Mast Interns, and uh, I watched it every week. Legends, legends, classic, classic stuff. And then I got into it. Midnight Express, Jim Cornette. Oh, well, then I got into that. Yeah, that yeah, was in the, yeah. the late seventies, early eighties. Then I, when uh, TBS out of Atlanta came to California on cable, then I got to see uh, World Championship Wrestling, the NWA. Oh yeah, and it was it was a Northern Wrestling Alliance, National Wrestling Alliance, and I started yeah. watching yeah. it then. And and well, even so, and that's like you know that was Buzz Sawyer and Wildfire Tommy Rich and uh, Tully Blanchard, uh, oh Tully Blanchard, yeah, Rick Flair, Flair, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, Larry and Hansen, yeah. the American Dreams, Dusty Rhodes, um, Ricky the Dragon. Steve oh Bones yeah, Mad Dog Vashon, uh, uh, Ivan Koloff, Nikita Koloff, all of that killer wrestling that. Uh, Back in the day, before it even, you know, the WWE had captured on it. Because we had a faction here called the AWA. Okay. It was the American yeah. Wrestling Alliance. And our champion was Nick Bockwinkle. Nick Bockwinkle. Nick yeah, Bockwinkle yeah, was the yeah, champion here. Yeah, yeah. and, um, and a few not-so-famous wrestlers at that time. Scott Hall wrestled in the AWA. And that's where we, because it was regional at that time. I mean, the NWA or WWF wouldn't come to the West Coast. It was too much money. So you kind of watched your own. Uh, uh, wrestling and um, uh, Playboy Buddy Rose. Remember, I yeah, took yeah, 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 Playboy I Buddy Rose. Kid. And yeah. and and so I, I I initially watched. Look at the dogs are scratching on the door. The dog, the door of the vault. The dogs. And so I watched wrestling early on, and I always watched it in any faction. I mean, I, have you seen that Hollywood wrestling? Have you watched that? Uh, the the new NWA. No, it's like some. Yeah, it's in a studio. I don't know. Like Saturday night at some. Channel three ninety six. There's okay, some, I don't know. Like, like I'll watch anything thing, anyway. Yeah, they've revamped. I'll watch anything, and most of the wrestling that um, I mean, I don't care if it's it's good. I mean, I watch Impact. I think Impact yeah, is good. I watch SmackDown from time to time. time. Yeah. I watch I watch SmackDown. I watch Raw. Although I'm not as much as I used to watch, um, but um, and then you know I've always watched. We watched when you were a kid. You were three years old. WCW, WWF, or was it even WWF? It was WWF. Yeah, they changed the name. Yeah, because you were remember I had you dressed as Hulk. Oh yeah, me and Cody both came as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He was three years old. Hollywood Cow Palace Super Brawl. Super Brawl Cow Palace in eighty or ninety. Six? Well, we yeah. went three years in a row. So I think yeah, it was 97, 98, 99. We went because right. all three years they did Super Brawl at the Cow Palace. But we used to go to like, uh, what was the other ones we went to? Well, the, Thunder? Oh, Thunder, yeah. We went to, we went uh, to Thunder a few times. With the so we paid off. attention to wrestling for many, many years. And we've known all of the wrestlers. And also being into heavy metal, you know, it's I know that a lot of the hockey guys 
we're in heavy into heavy metal. I know back in the early days of Exodus, you know, I actually played a celebrity game with like guys like Luke Robitaille and Marty McSorley and Steve Duchesne. They're all metalheads, you know. They were young. Yammer Yarger, big metalhead. You Dave Coulier. Yeah, big metal. <laughs> well, he was the metal. I don't know if he was a metalhead, but they were metalheads, you know. So, um, so I would see certain people and certain things would tell me if they were metal or not. So here comes all of a sudden out of WCW is this guy and he's called the Lionheart. Long blonde hair. Long blonde hair. Chris Jericho. And it's like, okay, cool. And he's kind of a cool wrestler and a fan favorite. And and um, his move was the Walls of Jericho. Now, I knew there was a band called the Walls of Jericho. There, there, you know, or is the Halloween album. Halloween record? Yeah, record. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, there's actually. A band but now called. there's a band. I think yeah. that was that was well, that was well, later. No, maybe they were back then. Were I they in the nineties? Okay. And okay. then even a Halloween record called "The Walls of Jericho." So I'm thinking, wow. I mean, I wonder what the the you know coincidence is there. So it was probably about seven or eight years later, and you were the one that told me. Yeah. And um. I think it was around Tempo of the Dam. It was because it was because Andy Sneaphead was playing with That's him at right. that time, was, so it was kind of like so you know. Um, again, I know who everybody is. I'm watching Y2J. I love him, and Nick goes, "Hey, you know, um, Jericho has a metal band," and I'm like, "Jericho who?" And he's all, "Chris Jericho." I'm like, "No way." He's like, "Yeah, they're called Fozzie." I'm like, "A metal band. Chris Jericho has a metal band," and I mean, I'm not gonna rip on. Other celebrities that try to do this music that we do and they think because they're an actor or they're in other some type of music that they can just dip in. Uh, Metalheads are genuine. Metalheads will know if it's real or not. And I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett, thought it was going to be cool to start an all, you know, metal band with herself in it as a female singer, and she used other notable, actually credible black musicians in the yeah. band, and the crowd was not having it because you guys are real. You guys know what's being shoved down your throat or not, and it wasn't genuine. And it's funny because I remember one month you got uh, a revolver, a revolver yeah. and your mother got a red book. And she's on the cover of the red book, which like is a some female style, female style. Yeah, and she's all in a pretty yellow thing, holding her legs with flowers, like it's springtime. Then, in four four pages in, she's standing with this metal band again. Metalheads, you're the smartest of them all. You know better. You know how these guys are. You know what I mean? They try to dip in what we do and try to fake it because it doesn't work, and and they usually get called on out of it. Right. And so. I'm thinking, okay, Jericho has a band. They're called Fozzie. And knowing his guitar player, Andy Sneap, which is actually played in Sabbath. Stuck and, Mojo, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he, uh, and he um, um, I think he produced them. I don't think he produced oh, okay, them. Maybe okay, he did. Okay. I think he produced them. You know, knowing that, well, he's a pretty credible guitar player. You know, I think the first record was called Happenstance, right? The first Fozzie record. I'm not quite sure it was called Happenstance, and Nicholas played it for me. Yeah. You know, and, and actually, we got to play with him. Yeah, that, for, that, was, that was a few more years down the line. Yeah. A few years down yeah. the line, but you know, yeah. it's great that, um, and I'll say this anything Jericho touches turns to gold. Yeah. I mean, it is. he really know, he is, he knows what he's doing. He's definitely true heavy metal. He knows the music business. 
He knows the wrestling, but he knows any business he's getting into. Podcasting. His podcast. I mean, everything he does, <laughs> it does really well. Yeah. And 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 I actually, when when the last record, when I heard the single Judas, I I, I don't really text him much because I know that he's very very busy, and I don't like to bother other guys because people don't bother me. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll say this, that. Um, so the last record was their best release. I, I said, boy, they are a tight far. band. Yeah, they they really got it together. Yeah. That song vocally, musically really has a groove. That's why it's done so well. And I just text him to saying, you know, that, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't wrestle. I don't do all these other things. I just play music. And man, he really nailed on it. I really enjoy the song. I listen to the song even now all the time. I love that. If you go online, you can see all the kids and people that text him in that perform the song different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, And that's cool. So which brings me to AEW. And again, uh, 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 Strikes Gold with AEW. Strikes Gold. It was, it um, was a, the, a big coincidence. Basically, Cody Rhodes was not happy in the WWE. He, you know, asked for his release. They, they granted his release. He went over to Japan and Ring of Honor and met up with, you know, the Young Bucks, which are very... Up and coming, great tag team and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, be great, great, great wrestler, great wrestler. Um, and then you know they, throughout time, they got the the cons who own uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars to fund it because uh, the son um, is a huge wrestling fan and his dad he would have his dad take him to old school ECW events, old school you know uh, WWE events, WWF back in the time, WCW and that kind of thing. So they got together and funded this thing, and Jericho's contract was up. Um, with the WWE and um, that he's kind of what catapulted that them to that next level because I don't think they would have gotten struck their deal with TNT if they didn't have a, a mainstream household name like Chris Jericho. But and, they did it right, but dude. They did it right. Jim Ross, and Tony Giovanni. I mean, they, the, the feel is the old school wrestling. They've been around a little over a year and they've got already a lot of great homegrown talent as Hangman like, Adam Page, Darby Allen, Joey Janela. I love uh, the inner was, circle. Yeah, I love. I love. I yeah, love when yeah. Jericho plays a heel. It's yeah. my favorite, and he's and he's the greatest yeah. of it. You know what I mean? And and I think he sells his own champagne now. Oh, he does. A he taste does. of the every, every every week he has a new shirt on. Yeah. Like the line he said the previous week. He just yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's great, just yeah. again, I just you know I love wrestling. I'm enjoying watching AEW every Wednesday night. But I have to say this. Without the crowd, bro, for some I know, reason, it's it takes not, that element. Out I of don't know. I guess you need element. The pops, you I need the chance. I need. I need the. I need the. I need the yellers. I need yeah, the screamers. Yeah, yeah. God, is that what sports is going to be like when they go back? Man, I hope not. But it's looking that way. I mean, I'm, I'm, I heard, Nick and I are, yeah. are A's fan. I season ticket holders. And no A's games. No, so I mean, I heard they're going to have a meeting next week about when they're going to start this season or what they're going to do with this season uh, baseball-wise. But, yeah, it's been rough. I mean, hockey and rough. basketball? Yeah. Us being Warrior fans, we'll take oh, this. Yeah. We'll take this. I just, love that. Let's, we'll just start we'll over back. next season. Can we have the first? We'll see you, LeBron. Can we still have the first pick? We'll yeah. be back. We'll be you back, know LeBron. we'll be back. All you Golden State Warrior haters, go ahead. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Laugh. Ha, ha. Laugh three times. Ha ha ha! It doesn't matter. They're gonna be back. You know that. You know that. And so but yeah, that definitely uh, it takes the human element out of wrestling. But still, I mean, if you're in for it for the for the art of it and the characters, you can kind of just zoom that out. But yeah, it's uh, AEW is doing great. So they, that's we're very we're yeah. and we're really 
we're you know we're we're proud to say we're friends with Chris. We we he's yeah. actually taking care of us on many times. Several and, times, yeah. We got to WWE. play with them and San yeah, Francisco we actually played them and Saxon. Remember? Yeah. It was, and he it was, was totally and, totally yeah. approachable. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, as you know, in this last ten minutes, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So coming up to him, like I wasn't like he got asked starstruck, but it was just like crazy that this is Chris Jericho. This is that. That heel, that character I've been watching since WCW, and you know he's just I'm just having a drink with him backstage, and it was great. It was just me and him for like about five minutes, and I got to ask him some cool questions. And he was actually asking me questions. He was like, you know, asking me how it was being in a band with my dad, and you know, can can old man keep up with you young kids and that kind of stuff. Come on, so now. He was funny. Come on, he was now. funny. And I remember I'm he on watched, fire, kids. He watched our entire set. He because uh, at the DNA Lounge in San Francisco, they had the second level, and he was sitting up there, and he had this area kind of tarped off to himself and his band and stuff. And I remember um, if you knew it from when he debuted in WWE, he did his pose where he looked like Jesus. So in between a song, I looked at him and I did his pose that like kind of like that. He smiled, so it was kind of a that's it's, my cool Jericho again. Story. Back to the cool things that we're absolutely fortunate to be able to do because of what we're doing and the people we get to be around. And it's obviously, it, for all the fans that are watching this right now, um, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. I would not be 35 years in this business if it wasn't for you guys bringing your families and other people. Because, you know, I've, I've met some of you fans that have become my friends and some of you fans that I talk to on, you know, through social media and online and I see you in the crowd, we're not friends and you know who you are. And uh, it's been kind of cool to uh, have that relationship with you guys. And I'll always be that way as this part of me has never really changed. So um, what else you got for me, Nick? All right. So um, they want to know, I know you're, you're not too much of a studio guy, but what was the your most favorite album you've ever recorded? Exodus, Tenet, Legacy, Double Death Patrol, etc. I have to be honest with all of you guys, and it's not, and I don't, it's no secret about this whatsoever. I hate it. I hate recording. It's boring. It's in there. It seems very monotonous. Although some people totally get into it, they get into this creative spot on it. I am not one of those. Um, Temple of the Damned was probably the most tedious record. That because I first time I worked with Andy and Andy's an amazing producer, and you can only get quality stuff from an amazing producer if you follow discipline. So that one was pretty tough. Um, I was probably most excited about Pleasures of the Flesh because it was my first record and first venture into it, and Exodus had already had a name for themselves. So. The album was, you know, kind of highly anticipated when it did come out. And so that was exciting. Um, Fabulous Disaster was fun because it was a time when we were just young and reckless. And all we lived for was the band and what we could do next. And how much the party was going to happen. And can't wait to get on tour and what we're going to do this. And that's kind of the mentality back then. Um, uh um, I like doing them all, I guess. I like when the last day on the last... We went to England to record Force of Habit, and we worked with Chris Tangredis, who had recorded Painkiller, actually, and a lot of the famous uh, Thin Lizzy stuff, Thunder and Lightning and Renegade, and uh, uh, um, the Renegade record, actually. And I uh, 
liked that. I I I, I loved those albums, and I I worshipped the sound on those records. So we brought him in, and it was fun working with him. Although the vocal approach to Force a Habit wasn't something I was necessarily used to or comfortable with to this day. So, um, uh, I don't know. I'd probably have to say between Pleasures, Fabulous, and uh, Tempo. Although Blood In, Blood Out was fun. It just was really fast. I had no time to really enjoy it. I had to get it done. So, But that was cool, too. I mean, it was being back in and doing it again. It was real fresh. So, that was fun. Right on. Cool. Someone wants to know, what's the most embarrassing moment you had on stage? Um, I don't know if it was embarrassing, um, cause I, I don't feel that I can be embarrassed. It's like when you up there with the mic and you're talking to anywhere from 500 to 50,000 people, anything you say at any one time could be construed as embarrassing by someone else. Um, I remember we were in Bristol one time we played a place called the beer keller and the stage there was a certain part of the stage where you were not supposed to step and it even had this sign and it says do not step here and this was back in the days when we used to fly off a of shit and jump off the risers and i remember this was total spinal tap shit right here i remember i jumped off the riser and kind of did a spin and when i looked down my feet were going straight for that part that said, do not step here. And I went through the stage all the way down to where my arms were pinned in there like that. So the part where there was supposed to be vocals, there was no vocals because my hand was stuck down and like this to where the, the roadies had to pick me up one side, one shoulder and literally pull me out of that hole. And um, I don't know if that was embarrassing. It was definitely funny. Um, Definitely a moment out of a Spinal Tap movie for sure, but uh, other than that, that's the, um, you know, um, I don't know. I don't get embarrassed really, and I, I don't, you know, I don't think about it like that, so I don't get embarrassed. So I don't, you know. All right. Someone wants to know: Will you ever let Tom Hunting sing a song? He did. He <laughs> sang the. Um, if you get uh, Blood In Blood Out, he sang. Um, what was the Angel Witch cover we did? Angel of Death. Angel of Death. He sang that. That's not me singing. That's Tom. See? See? So now go back to Blood and Blood Out. Go to the B-side. You can find it. And he sang it. Was it Angel of Death? Yeah, Angel of Death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom sang that. Tom's a good singer. He is. He is. He's a good singer. He's a After the boat ride from hell... Will you guys still be opening to play 70,000 tons of metal? <laughs> well, the last night on the 70,000 tons was a fucking whirlwind, too, man. There was a tornado going on there. But, um, yeah, you, you have to do it. They're fun, you know what I mean? And they're very fan-friendly. You know, they're really... Uh, it's where, I mean, honestly, you guys, the fans, get to... Um, um, be right next to us. I mean, it's close proximity. You're on a fucking boat in the middle of the water. Ain't really nowhere to go. So if you wanted to be around your heavy metal heroes, so uh, th that's the way to go. But yeah, yeah, I mean, what happened happened, and, and we came out all right. And again, I'm going to have to get on that ferry for as long as I'm touring Europe and as long as I'm doing uh, this anytime I want to go to uh, 
to Finland from Sweden, I'm going to have to take that, that ferry. I've done it many times before. It's just very convenient. People like it. You can sleep. You can party. You can eat. So it's, it's just, um, we came out alive, so no harm, no foul. All right. Someone wants to know, favorite tour you've been a part of? Headbangers Ball was a blast. And that's always come up because, again, we were young. And the shit that went on on that tour, again, I'm not going to incriminate anybody, but we had some fun on that tour. But I, to be honest with you, this last one we just did with Testament and, 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 and uh, Death Angel was so much fun because we were just good friends out on tour together. And, you know, the crowds were packed every night and the fans were very juiced to see all three bands. And it was, you know, they were coming droves. And I mean, to think about this music and, you know, we're a band. We're bands from the 80s and we're still being able to crush it together like that with so many, you know, loyal, great fans that we have. Metal fans anyway. That's why, you know, nobody ever says to metal fans, you know, you're still into that. If you're a metalhead, you'll be into that to the day you die. It's just the way it is. It's the way I am. I get in the car, I listen to music. I go in the shower, I got a little speaker in there. It's metal or hard rock or something. Oh, no, last week I listened to Cheech and Chong, Los Cochinos, the album all the way through. <laughs> that was fun. I listen to Richard Pryor every once in a while too. But it's metal. It's hard rock. It's, I don't... You know, I don't go in there and put the new Kanye West album. I couldn't even tell you if he was rapping who he is. You know, I don't listen to that type of thing. I'm like you guys. I'm metalhead. Horror and metal, damn it. So a lot of people are asking your thoughts on the New Testament record. Uh, more specifically, what's your favorite song on it? Oh, False Prophets, because I wrote it. Come on. <laughs> of course you're going to say that. Look, check the, check the album credits, people. Oh. I wrote songs on that album. I write songs on every one of the Testament records, actually. They didn't put it in the credits last time on the Brotherhood of the Snake. But uh, I, I think it's a very strong record from top to bottom. Uh, what do they do that sucks? Nothing, right? Nothing. I mean, the album's heavy, great riffs, chunky. Uh, the leads are intense. The drumming is top night. Come on, you got Stevie D and Gene Hoagland as your as your rhythm, you know, section. You got Eric Peterson and Alex Skolnick writing your riffs, and you got the master Chuck Billy. Uh, well, again, since what have they done that has sucked? Nothing. So, what has any thrash metal bands over the last couple of years, and I'm talking about the main ones, done that has sucked? Nothing. Everyone fucking last. Uh, for All Kings was uh, absolute. I dug it. I dug Repentless. You know, uh, Dystopia was fucking awesome. Death Angel record. You man, so I got nominated for a fucking Grammy. Then enough said. So I, I'm with all you guys. Lucky it got released before the pandemic, so there was something new to listen to. So yeah, I'm definitely pro that new. Go get yourself the new Titans of Creation, and uh, they're gonna be ready to go out on tour. With that one, as soon as this stuff all clears up, because it's uh, it's one of those things where um, um, you know we just have to wait and see till we can get back to live shows. But we all of us are chomping at the bit right now. Yep. Believe <laughs> me, to get this done and to get out on the road. I know you're you're finally. You guys are going back to Europe and ah, yeah. oh man, no more, no more, no more. So we had a question earlier about the new Heathen album, but um. Uh, will will Lee be busy with Heathen this next year? 
Uh, well, obviously, nobody's going to be busy with anybody this next year. But I guess plans were to do that. And I've heard cuts from the record. And it is... That's going to be the next one that's really, really, really good. I mean, I, I have to give hats off to uh, Craig and Lum, who had played with Exodus uh, live over the last five and a half years, you know, and he kept us going so that Gary could go do Slayer. And I'll just say this, that... Um, he drove the Cadillac on this album, and man, lyrically, musically, it's just really, really good. Uh, Zeus produced the record. He's done Hate Breed and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it, and I'm just saying, I got to hear a couple of cuts. I, I think they were not totally mixed while I was on uh, Bass Strikes Back tour, and I got it. <laughs> yeah, the new Heathen record. You're going to do yourself a favor, all of those. Guys, when that thing drops, go pick it up for sure. Definitely. For Someone sure. wants to know, what's your favorite strain of weed? Indica. Anything that gets you totally, completely obliterated. I'm not an... I know people are like, oh, I like the sativa because I like to relax. And I like to, the taste. Fuck the taste. Fuck relaxing. I want to get like... <sighs> like, I want that weed the minute I smoked it to hit me and go, wow. In fact... I got some in Tampere in Finland on this last tour that I had to tell Jack. Jack got it. It was some Jack Herrera. Jack Gibson got it for me from a friend of his. It seemed expensive at the time, but I have to tell I have to tell you something, people. Me being the connoisseur I am, that was some of the best fucking weed I had smoked ever, dude. Ever. And it was pretty fucking good. And like to whereas after I took three hits, I was like, oh, no, I'm good. And I want you people to know I can keep smoking all day. I'm never good. I bust through an ounce of the killer a week at least. So that's just kind of, that's just how it's always been. I started smoking weed in 76. If you've seen my episode on that, you would have learned that I've been smoking weed now for a long, long time. And that's basically all I do. I don't drink alcohol. I don't do any other drugs. Although this last tour I did. I had some drinks. I actually got drunk with Gary and Lee a couple of times. It was kind of fun. Not like I don't miss it. Now that I'm back home, I wouldn't dare touch it. I wouldn't dare drive it. I had a driver, so I didn't have to worry about it. But I had some fun with it. But people know me as pothead. I smoke weed. I've always done that. I live in California where it's legal. You can grow it. You can you know have it. So that's just the way it is. So always been a burnout. Always will be a burnout. Ha <laughs> ha. But uh, shit, bring me to basketball court, football, baseball, I'll kick your ass. No. So what else we got, Nick? Well, we got a few more questions. Um, okay. So someone's asking about, how, do you know the Suicide Angels? What are your thoughts on them? Oh, the Suicide Angels? Yes, I do. Suicide Angels, yeah. Yes, yeah, Suicide Angels, I do. They're my friends from Greece. and they Suicidal actually, Angels. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Suicidal Angels. I know them. They're from Greece. They're a bunch of Malacas. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we actually had them on tour with us. It was uh, Suicidal Angels, Death Angel, Sodom, and Exodus, and uh, in December of 2018, in um, in Europe. And I love those guys. They're a really good thrash band. I mean, of all there's like newer thrash bands, and although they're not all that new, they've been around maybe 20 years now, probably 2000. He says he discovered them in 07, so yeah, yeah. You know, but, okay. but again, they've been around. But yeah. um, I like Suicidal Angels a lot, you know, and 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 uh, a great band, great band all around. Fuck yeah, I hope they keep going. All right, when are we gonna get a Force of Habit episode? 
Uh, as soon as the pandemic clears, I'm going to do get Walter back in here and I will. Is that the next one? I believe I that's so. the next one in line. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are all going to want to hear that one. So the, the force to have the why we don't play anything off that record, which again, I'll vaguely get into it. There are songs I love on Force of Habit, truly love. But it's the only Exodus record where there is a few songs where I, I truly go, when I hear them, you know, when your bubble's on your back and your hair's down, you just go, ick. Well, that's what happens during that. So, so anyway. So I've had some fun here. Kind of checked in and checked in with you guys. Um, um, I may do this, um, we can do this every, maybe once a week, once or twice a week until the pandemic gets going. Um, remember to subscribe to my channel and um, and uh, share this and leave me comments because we're going to put this up on my channel. Now it's being recorded. Wayne is at home right now. I know you are, Wayne, watching, going, oh, yeah, I'm going to record it. It'll be up on YouTube real quick. And, and so he's going to get that going. So then you could watch this at, obviously, at other times. So for Nick Souza from Patriot, stay heavy. And I'll see you guys live in the vault soon or just in the vault soon. All right? See ya.